What up, though? It's your boy, KG Kevin Gill, and you got it locked in while being driven through the Spanish announce table. The Spanish announce table. It is episode 351 of the Spanish announce table. I am, as you can see if you're watching us live on the YouTube, flying solo at the moment. I am Tomless this episode. I don't know what to do with my hands. I really don't know what to do without Tom. Tom is on vacation and can't do the show. I am here for you, though. I care for you. Uh, I love you more than Tom does. I'm here. I'm here. Uh, I hope you're here with us as well. You can join us live on the YouTube chats. We're going to talk about pro wrestling, right? Uh, What a fun week of pro wrestling. What a fun week of pro wrestling we have coming up. Uh, I'm getting excited for for everything, and we're going to talk about a lot of it because we talk about what you want to talk about, and uh, that we do through hashtag Tweet the Table. More on that in a second. Um, but, man, I, Tom is on vacation. I hope Tom is having a great time. Uh, if you know him on Facebook, you can see that he is having a great time, uh, and I know he caught some wrestling, so uh, we, he, he did some hashtag Tweet the Tables. We're going to talk to Tom via that way. Uh, as well that's going to be real fun too hope you're in on the chat on the live youtube if not if you're just listening to us on the podcast that's great hey help us out uh like us review us uh give us you know five star reviews on whatever it is the youtube the itunes the google podcast whatever that helps us little shares right little likes and shares and subscribes goes a long way uh you can always go to spanishannouncetable.net and we have merch and uh you know paypal donate buttons if you like to go that way too but we need some money we need some money, man. Pro wrestling uh, talking is a lot. <laughs> God, it takes a lot of money here, right, to, to throw out this <laughs> cheap and easy free podcast for you. Um, so help us out. But, man, we talk about what you want to talk about on this show because we are the podcast of the people. We are the the voice of the voiceless. CM Punk says he doesn't want to do that for you, just like Tom doesn't want to be here hosting a show. So we take over that for you. All you got to do is go on Twitter. Uh, follow us at Table Show. Tom typically lives tweets during the AEW shows. That's real fun. We're a fun follow otherwise. But if you use hashtag Tweet the Table on Twitter, we will read your tweets right here on the show because you know other people are going to come swinging out the gate with their own hot takes and opinions, and you probably don't give a damn. Uh, you probably want to hear what we have to say, so uh, or what you have to say instead of what we have to say. Excuse me. So uh, here we go. At Katie the First Lady says. Here comes the hashtag AEW Dynamite, hashtag AEW Grand Slam, and wow, they're opening with hashtag Danielson versus Omega, hashtag Tweet the Table. And yes, I love that AEW does this thing right here. They come out the gate swinging with what you want, what you came here to see. Sometimes the main event, as it were, is going right away. It's starting off the show. It's a bit new school thinking. I know that old school was hook them to the end because we got to get these ratings throughout the show, but... I think content, you know, platforms are starting to understand that you kind of lose people quickly. You almost have to, from the start, like they're just expecting folks to trail off at the end anymore. It seems like our our waning attention spans, if you will. I don't know if we've got any data to back that up, but um, man, and what what a banger, man. This was like 30 plus minutes of these guys going all out. I really, there was some spots where I was like, hey, take it easy. The guy's got a neck problem. Come on, this is bad, right? Uh, but he did a great job. Daniel Bryanson did, or Brian Danielson did. Excuse me. <laughs> See, that's still getting hard to get used to. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever going to get used to that one. I'm still so old manish that I think I'm going to get the uh, Daniel Bryan Brian Danielson mix up going for a long time. I don't think that's going away. But I liked this match a lot. 
Um, Kenny Omega, man, keeps keeps delivering when he says things like he's the best in the world and and is on the top of his game compared to others and stuff like that. Like he delivers. I got to be honest. Like he keeps putting up big match after big match. And Brian Danielson um, did an amazing group of work here. And then the scrum afterwards where we get the super click comes out. They're attending because they went to a time limit draw, which is a great decision. I'll, I'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, they, they come out and they kind of break up the fight that keeps going. And then as they're tending to their friend, Kenny Omega, they all triple super kick, super click party, triple super kick, super click party, right? Um, super click, super kick party. Is that how we would say it? Uh, that was a good spot. And then leaves Brian Danielson just, you know, worse for wear, as you can see, uh, right here, which way am I facing here? Right. This way, this way, right over this way. Yeah, this way. Look at that. Look at that. Put my finger in his nose right there. Watch us on YouTube, damn it. If you're just listening to the podcast, you don't get all the fun. You don't get to see what's going on behind us. I say us, just me this week. No Tom, but, you know, he's got important things to do. He's got to go live life, step away, take a fresh, you know, breath of fresh air, see some stuff, see the world. That's what Tom wants to do. I'm here with you. You're my world. You are my world. At Devil Vamp says... Why are we booing Cody at this point? WTF, hashtag tweet the table. And uh, to chime in on that, also at TMAC underscore 816, Big Tom here, says not the most exciting match between Black and Cody, but I think this will be the catalyst to see a Cody heel turn. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, this, man, I'm just not, I'm still not feeling the Cody or the Malachi Black thing. These are not my guys, right? I'm not. It's not me. I'm not feeling it all that much. I really don't know that Cody Rhodes does it for him, doesn't move the needle, and this Malachi Black doesn't really move the needle for me either. He just kind of just kind of leaves me feeling like I really could have watched something different, right? That, like, if, you know what I mean, it might have changed the channel or might have just skipped through the match a little bit. Um, I The storytelling is minimal at best, too, I, I feel like. They're, they're really not getting to the meat of what this Malachi Black guy wants like why is he doing all this what where what drove him here why is he going after these folks why does he take offense to certain things we're just not getting much of the character building we've got the character but we're not telling me the why's and the what for us tom is in the chat tom he says he misses me he says i'm going uh, on a ghost tour uh hmm. well your ghost, I can uh, I can tell you that. Um, but eh, you know, I'm here. I'm holding down the fort at the Spanish announce table. We're having a blast. I hope more folks more folks join the chat with with Tom. Tom loves to chat. If anybody doesn't know that about Tom, that's why you follow us on Twitter. Use hashtag tweet the table. Follow us during the shows because Tom is out there live tweeting for the most part. I get in there once in a while, but Tom Tom has more patience and Tom is a little more positive than I am with some of this, which is interesting if you've been a long-time listener to hear that. Tom is a little more positive than I am when it comes to that. Yeah, I don't know what to do with this Cody Rhodes thing. I am I felt like AEW's shows were better without him, and I, um, I, I just don't, I don't know what I would do with him. I think I would have him be the face and, you know, do a few spots here and there, but and maybe that's what this is. 
But it, this doesn't feel like there's any reason for him to be there as an integral part of the storytelling of this Malachi Black, dark, mysterious character. And I want more of that. That's what I want more of, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, let's go back to Aunt Katie First Lady says, Hell of a main event tonight. Added Brock to this as a four-way would have been fire emoji. Hashtag WWE Raw. Hashtag Tweet the Table. And yeah, Raw gave us a pay-per-view quality Main event match, we had Big E, we had Bobby Lashley, and we had Roman Reigns coming over from SmackDown. We're doing the Raw Super Show thing again, apparently. Um, Tom says, don't you worry, next week I got all the hot takes, damn it. Yeah, Tom is out this week. I Normally it is Tim and Tom. No, Tom. Tomless. Tom doesn't love you. I love you. Tom needed a vacation. I, who knows what, I don't even, somebody's going to have to explain to me what one of those is. Huh? Tom, what do you think about that? I am interested to hear what Tom thought about this Raw main event. It does, it did feel like big fight feel, and Raw's been missing that a lot, and a lot of WWE regular weekly program has been missing a lot of that. However, I just it felt a little bit like a desperation move, and I'm not sure if if it's just if there's anything to hang on to where it leads to anything. So Roman Reigns is still now the top of the heap. We've just kind of, I felt like we've established it like, okay, Bobby Lashley and Big E can fight over the other title, but they're clearly beneath Roman Reigns. And I don't know if that did anything good. Now I'm willing to give it some time and see if it goes somewhere. Um, I do like this idea of big fight feel. And that's something AEW gives us like they gave us on their opening match that we talked about earlier. Hell, every show AEW does feels like a big time show and raw used to be that way and smackdown can even be that way at times too and that's more of something they need to get back into now you can't necessarily do like both champions are in a triple threat with another guy for no titles every week that might not be the same move but i i, I applaud them going big as it were and instead of going home right so um you know tom did say it was a rush dud of a main event wwe is for dorks just kidding, he said, but I don't know if he is. I don't know if he is. Join the chat. Tom's in the chat. He would be here on the show if he wasn't in, I think he's in Beantown right now, up there in the Beantown up in Boston. Um, You know, enjoying himself. A little vacation. A little Tom time. little Tom time. Need some Tom time. Mm. But speaking of WWE, at Devil Vamp says, oh my God, that was a pop for Big E on Raw. Hashtag tweet the table. They love some Big E. What a match telling stories in the ring yeah man i can get behind big e in this spot as a wwe champion and the guy but i don't know if they're making him really come across as that they still make him feel as like a jokester who found a a loophole to get that and he's just kind of running around as that guy and they did as i established before here kind of made it seem like well he can't be roman so he's clearly the second tier champion and at that he had to wait till the guy was beat up and he's running around making a joke of it I get that's his character. That's not my beef. I don't care about that, that he's lighthearted and cracks jokes and, and fucks with people, if you will. But it just, I, I don't know. Again, there's no story to Big E and why he has the title and what drives him and what motivates him outside of like Big E. And I love to have a great time and eat pancakes. I mean, we all love that. We all love to have a great time and eat pancakes. You know what else we love? Beer. And you could have bought this for me right here. You could have bought this for me if you went to SpanishAnnounceTable.net and donated on our PayPal donate link there. Uh, it's pretty easy to find. If not, hit us up, Table Show, on Twitter. We'll, we'll give you a guided tour. Uh, you can donate it and say, hey, go go get some beer on me. 
and we'll promote your whatever, right? We'll tell everybody how great you are if you got a business to promote or whatever. You know, you'll be the beer sponsor of the week. Nobody did that. Had to do it myself. Tom didn't do it. Tom's not even in the area. How the hell would he pull that off? He'd have to pull some Amazon shit. I don't know if they deliver beer. But it would have been nice. Would have been nice, Tom. That's all I'm saying is maybe before you left, could have provided some beer for my viewing enjoyment of the of the wrestling shows and for the podcast. But more on that later. I'll let Tom get back to his vacation. But you could join the chat and join us on hashtag tweet the table each week. And that's where we talk about uh, pro wrestling with all of our friends. And that's what we're doing right here. I'm responding to those tweets. I want you to do that as well. Go to Twitter. Use hashtag tweet the table. And we'll read them right here. Just like at Hallmark of Swede, who may or may not, may or may not be the chairman, right? May or may not. Uh, but he says, hashtag tweet the table. I watch wrestling to mark out. I don't want to be a smark if that entails an inability to mark out. Sometimes you got to allow yourself to be happy. And I understand completely here what Hallmark is saying. That like sometimes you walk in with a little bit. Uh, of a concept of knowing that you need to suspend your disbelief. We know this is grown. These are grown folks play fighting in their underwear, right? As Tom likes to put it. Well, so I already know that this is scripted and I have to kind of let some of that go. So, but you know, we tend to kind of nitpick everything and start to get really upset about some of the small things that don't make sense or, or wouldn't really happen in real life. And, and I understand that sometimes you got to let that go and watch it as like somebody who doesn't get it. I, I think recently we've had a beef with WWE that they just go too far. You can't suspend your disbelief this much in the fact that like it, it didn't only just not make sense. It was like counterintuitive to what is sensical and just was bizarre and just took left turns out of nowhere and things like that. Whereas AW has provided more of that ability for us to suspend the disbelief for those moments, have fun and just make it an enjoyable experience from like start to finish of just like, it feels like a party in a big event. And that's where I mark out. And that's what I, you know, I, I agree with Hallmark that if, if something's not giving you that enjoyment and that ability to mark out, just trying to find something different. And thankfully, uh, Tom and I have here with, with AEW. Uh, back to Tom, and, and as we're speaking with Tom, at TMAC underscore 816. Give him a follow. I am at The Awesome Voice. Um, follow me first, if you know if I can say that, uh, because, you know, you should just should, because it'll make Tom sad, and, you know. It serves him right for not being here for you. He says, fun match, and I thought maybe Ruby would get the win, but we are still living in the DMD era. Hashtag tweet the table. And, yes, the main event for AEW Dynamite last night, recording this on a Thursday, if you're not watching live with us, was spectacular. Uh, the buildup for this with, with Ruby coming in, I, I don't typically like this idea of, like, well, she – comes in out of nowhere and gets the title spot because well everybody else is just clearly worse than the new person who just walked in the door but she earned it through a match right where that was the goal right winner gets gets the spot and you know they're a little back and forth they did this quick and i the winner still should have been dmd because it still does establish that like hey you're not the best just because you walked in the door from somewhere else but we can go right she went and like hey you're worthy of challenging here and get another shot and you might take this and I like that. And their match was good. And, of course, DMD is 
anytime she comes out, I, it's must-watch television, as Thomas said. And Rebel and Jamie Hayter, big fan of Rebel. I, I, that's one where I'll start to mark out. Rebel is awesome. I love her antics and just you know her selling of everything going on. It's great. Also in the chat is Theo. Theo says Tom ditched the Spanish announce table. He went north to that bootleg imitation podcast. Oh, and he, he also chimes in and says, yeah, follow Tim first. Ooh, Tom, 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 I know you're going to Philly, and then you're going to Boston. Tom, pl- please tell me you're not going north of the border to switch to the Spanish announce table wolf pack up there, the, the Canadian sat pod. The Spanish announced table Canada version. Tom, my heart would break. I don't know. Tom, this would this would hurt me worse than the Dark Order breaking up. This would be a worse breakup than the Dark Order breaking up. Uh, Tom, please tell me you're not going Canada sat pod. Oh, no. We can't have that. We can't have that. Um, DMD, though, where do we go from here? Who is next? I'd like to hear from you guys. Again, follow us on Twitter, the Facebooks, the TikToks. All of that is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. All of the links for that. Follow us. Get at us. Use hashtag tweet the table, though, if you want them read right here on the show. And let me know, like, who do you think's next? Where do we go with DMD? Who's she going to battle? We're going to get run number two of this. Ruby Soho, they don't typically seem to do that in AEW, where they go like, well, you barely beat me, so let's do it again at the next event, right? It They, they spread this out, right? They don't immediately go back to the well, so... I am interested to see who's next up to bat because I think DMD gets a lengthy title run here. So, credible challengers, but somebody not destined to kind of take a run is who we've got to plug in there. And I'd be interested to hear who you got, who you got. We'll head back to the Tweet the Tables and see what you guys have to say because we are the voice of the voiceless, the podcast of the people. We want to hear what you have to say before we start telling you our thoughts on it. We want to know what you want us to talk about. And at Devil Vamp wants me to talk about last man standing in a six-man tag because we need to sell Goldberg. Fuck this show already. Hashtag raw. Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, raw. There's a lot to say fuck this show about with WWE's main roster programming. And, you know, uh, eh. I mean, look, I don't want to get too negative on it, right? We were talking about uh, Hallmark wanting everybody to be happy and, and marking out. He's Hallmarking out, bro. And, um, you know, they're going to sell Goldberg. That's we, we have got to come to the realization that WWE is not for the seasoned, lifelong wrestling fan anymore. They want to hook folks for the circus of it. They want to be kind of the televised version of like Cirque du Soleil, Barnum and Bailey running through town. It's a big event coming up. Almost like the Harlem Globetrotters on steroids, if you will, um, with less of a comedy hue. You know, I, I just think they want the bright colors, the big swole, the boom, whoa, hey, everybody dance now. Now back to the boom, whoa, hey. Buy some shirts and some popcorn. It's a circus. It's like a they want, they want the formula. They want the formula onto the next town, and it's not about the art form anymore for them. It's about the, the circus, if you will. And I think Goldberg is going to sell to the average non, you know what I mean, analyst minded viewer like we are, and uh, that's what we get. That's just kind of. At least until Vince is no longer pulling all of the car or all the shots there, that's what we're gonna get. And I think we're just gonna have to deal with it. 
But what we get is something good. We get hashtag tweet the tables from people like at Katie First Lady. She says, I like that they're showing new faces for NXT, but I feel like they're introducing too many at once. It's hard to keep track unless there's a lot of the NXT originals are being drafted soon. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, they're really going all in on this, like, new generation. This is the new blood of NXT where, like, every old-timer had a new guy to wrestle. And, uh, yeah, hey, look, I think they're going full, like, okay, this is developmental. We're not, you know, AEW's kind of blew us out the water there, but that's that's not what we were supposed to be doing back to developmental. And we're going to develop folks like we would want for the main roster, which are going to be more cartoonish, more abilities to, like, put on a – trading card and put on a movie poster and try to make toys and posters and stuff and um you know here theo says since wwe went public in trading can't they have a vote of no confidence (laughs) by its investors yeah but they're making money they are making more money now i mean that's again like we look at it with a love of the art form and they don't if the love of the art form equated to more money unequivocally, they would do that. But they don't because they are after profits and money. And so they do the profits and money. So the question needs to be turned to the people who give them the money. That's what I want to start asking. These people who sell out SmackDown arenas, I want to know why. What the hell are you watching this for? <laughs> I don't get it. Like Roman Reigns is cool. Everything else is no story. Everything else has no story to drag you, hook you in, make you wonder why and care. And if you don't wonder why and care, I guess I just, we are not going to watch the same things. Like you will watch some incredibly boring, nonsensical stuff, in my opinion. And that's where we're at, I guess. Now, this NXT thing, I mean, I like some of the people and some of them look like they have promise. And that's what this is going to be all the time. We're going to watch people kind of grow live. We're going to have a few of these stars mixed in like a champa and whatever long timers to kind of help these folks get through some spots and i think we're gonna see them churn them and burn them up and kind of do the all right you established a good character there we like it throw it up and get so all the main roster see if it sticks no you don't all right hey man it was nice trying thanks maybe AEW wants you right like i think that's how it's gonna go so i don't know i don't know Ryan King in the chat with a money bag emoji, and I'm assuming that's what he's talking about, right? WWE is going after money, or maybe maybe Ryan's saying we should get money here. Tom and I, Tom's on vacation, right? If you're just joining us, Tom is out this week. It's just me, just him. Maybe you're saying we need some money, and I hear you on that. Boy, Oof, hear you on that. Everybody can donate via PayPal on SpanishNounceTable.net. But let's get back to the Tweet the Tables again. We are the podcast of the people, the voice of the voiceless. We want to talk about, start this show, what you want to talk about, and you tell us what to talk about by using hashtag tweet the table like Tom did since he's gone this week, can't host. So we use hashtag tweet the table and he says over an hour into the show and this crowd is still insane. Hashtag tweet the table. And yes, that was the AEW Dynamite Ram, you know, Dynamite Grand Slam crowd at Arthur Ashe. The thing that will stick with me for a long time is we get Brian Danielson out there. We get Kenny Omega out there. They do the introductions. We're, we're getting ready to start. They ring the bell, and the crowd goes nuts. The crowd just erupts for them just standing there. They just ring the bell. They didn't do anything, and the crowd is going nuts for a sustain. It grew like it went up, and they were just like, I'm so happy to be here, and it was so great. I loved every moment of that, and, and that's what AEW has been bringing with every show is just – 
hitting it right the crowd is so jacked to be there they just expel this love and joy for long periods of time for so many folks and it's just a fun time it's just a really fun time that crowd was hype and that's what they seem to do nearly everywhere they go just get a crowd that is like jumping out of the stands hype and i love it i fucking love it i fucking love it you understand me (laughs) all right i'm doing the solo normally this is where i would take a break let Tom speak for a little bit. Tom's not here. What a great fucking match, Ryan King says. Yeah, that opening match, Brian Danielson, um, um, Kenny Omega, and just 30-plus minutes. I mean, we were talking. That, that's not just pay-per-view quality. That's like biggest pay-per-view of the pay-per-view of your year quality match. I loved it. I love that match. Anyway, you know, we got to keep things moving on here. Um, let's see. What's the next tweet that we have here? At Devil Vamp says, AJ doesn't fit for Raw, let alone WWE any longer. Hashtag tweet the table. And I, I think AJ definitely fits for WWE the way they're going right now. I mean, I don't think AJ necessarily doesn't fit anywhere. I think AJ is one of those guys where he's doing some of his best work he's ever done from a storytelling, mic, character perspective. In-ring work has always been amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, he is getting older than he was before, as we all are. Um, and, you know, so maybe that's in somewhat decline, but still better than most people out there. Um, I don't think that, like, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know that I'd like him anywhere better than I'm seeing here in WWE. I don't think he's going to get edgier, and so I think he's still snarky. He's great. I'd say he's one of the best performers when I used to think he's one of the worst from a microphone standpoint. Um, so I think WWE is a great spot for him. And I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily that bad. Uh, at Theo in the chat says, Tom should be showing proof he went to Philly by being put through a table. Well, I did see some photos of him getting some cheesesteaks. So there is that. Tom with some cheesesteaks. I'm a big fan of a cheesesteak, and I've never been to Philly for a real cheesesteak get a cheesesteak and get put through a table. Everybody knows that when you go through Philadelphia. It's almost like you've got to get your card punched when you show up and they check it off that you've done it. Everybody knows that. God, guys, keep up. Everybody knows that. Uh, And our final hashtag tweet the table that we got here from at Katie First Lady says, I can't remember the last time someone other than Seamus has gotten more beaten up in the last year. Hashtag WWE Raw. Hashtag Tweet the Table. Well, yeah, but that brings to mind, like, the people they would do that to, like, Big Show would get beat all the time or whatever, you know, like, or just they always find a way to kind of, because they're so, they go back to the well, they bang the drum so many times, right? It's like, they love that? Five weeks in a row we're going to do that same fucking thing. And so, yeah, Seamus gets beat up a lot. McMahon probably likes it. I don't know. He probably giggles about it. Uh, who knows? That's the way it seems to go. I just. Ah, Sheamus is one where I wouldn't mind seeing him outside of WWE because he has done anything and everything in WWE that you could do. Like, what would the Sheamus character be like elsewhere with a different goal and different purpose in mind? Meh. What do you think about that? What do you guys think about that? Hit us up, Table Show, on Twitter. 
You can chat with us live, like Theo, Ryan, Tom have been doing. Love it. That's hashtag Tweet the Table. That's our favorite part of the show. It's because it's about you. It's a community we want to build here of wrestling folks. Get to know each other. Follow along. Live tweeting Tom does during the shows. Uh, use that hashtag Tweet the Table. We'll read them here. You'll get to meet some folks. You, you, you'll get your voice heard. You know, you will influence listeners. But let's talk about some other quick hits, things that you guys didn't bring up, because invariably you forget stuff, right? I know you guys are busy. You're doing stuff. Um, let's see here. I wrote down some notes, right? Right? Last week's Rampage seemed to be dedicated to the Hardy family office. I don't know what that was about, right? We had Butcher and Blade versus the Lucha Bros, which is a damn good match. We had Anna Jay and the Bunny, which is also a good match. And then Matt Hardy promo uh, and a scrum with Orange Cassidy. Like, I don't know. Matt Hardy write the show and kind of nobody else show up to work. So they was like, hey, we'll just run, you know, Hardy, show me everything you got. Give me everything you got. And then we had MJF and Brian Pillman is something we didn't talk about in the Tweet the Tables. Uh, MJF can't miss. His parents are in the sign or they have, they're in the crowd with signs dissing MJF, talking shit on him. And he's tweeting back fuck off mom like nobody's better than mjf he's better than you and you know it and i need you to recognize this i need you to get on the twitters let us know uh use hashtag tweet the table i need you to profess that mjf is better than you and you know it because you know it does anybody watching or listening to me right now not know this that mjf is better than you because you're sorely mistaken if you don't understand mjf and this, I, I like this elevation of Brian Pillman a little bit here, right? We got a spotlight on Brian Pillman Jr. If if anybody didn't see his dad, um, this is a fun turnaround, a you know full circle thing to kind of watch. And I look, I'm I'm gonna be real honest. The Varsity Blondes thing can go away. Like Griff Garrison, I, I don't think is necessarily gaining a whole lot by hanging around with Brian Pillman, and or anybody is. I don't think anybody's like getting the major benefit out of this thing that like they wouldn't just get doing something on their own. And I think Brian Pillman's got some star quality in him. And uh, I know it's a bloated roster and he's kind of the young guy and lower on the totem pole there, but I wouldn't mind seeing him do a little more single stuff, get some action of his own there. Brian Pillman and MJF. Oh God, I love MJF. I don't, I kind of, man, for me, it's, it's hard to justify him not being the top heel and everything and being in the title picture. But I also don't think that's needed because he's just so good at just being a shit talker in whatever story you want. He can do this thing that he's done with Pillman all night long with or all week long, next week, the next week over with anybody. With anybody. He can insult anybody all night long. And it's great. I love every moment of it. MJF is the best. Uh, we got a Jericho and Hager promo on American top team. Eh, I kind of thought we were going to get rid of Jericho for a while. Not that like to get rid of him. That sounds rude. Right. But I thought like, you know, make me miss you a little bit. I thought after the whole blow off of all of the stuff that maybe we were going to get Jericho gone at least one week, but we don't (laughs) get that. We don't get that. We get Jericho, Hager. They're going to take on, you know, the men of the year uh, at Rampage. And sure, I mean, that'll be fine. And all this does, though, is just sinks in more than I like Dan Lambert and the American top team and what they're doing. They are so just spitting just vitriol hatred. Just, yeah. Like, it's just, and it's great. Lambert is one take money every time, and I can't wait 
for this match. I will give them that credit. I will give them that. We had the Bloodline versus the New Day, which led into the whole Biggie, you know, Bobby Lashley thing and all that. Um, uh, ooh, a thing. Here we go. Here's something from the WWE side of things. Uh, Shayna Baszler. Are we getting back to Shayna Baszler as the lone wolf? Bad bitch, don't fuck with me because I will break something on you because I'm that legit. Uh, are we going there? She, you know, kayfabe here, breaks the elbow and forearm and whatever of Nia Jax, and Nia Jax sold that like a champ. Her blood-curdling scream was so obnoxious and so believable that I just kind of, I just kind of stared there at the TV like, oh my God. It, it's one of those where, like, if somebody was dying in the next room and you knew you couldn't do anything about it, but they were just moaning wails of pain. Like, it felt like I was like, I was like, oh, man, do they need to check on her? Was this really? <laughs> like, she did a great job. I'll give Nia Jax. That was some of the best work there. It looked like she, like, really, like, that was great. That was good stuff. And Shayna Baszler, I would like this. If she kind of gets this, like, tortured soul, but just snaps and does something to people and just hurts them and just... And you can't do anything about it, like serial killer esque coming out of Shayna Baszler. I'm here for that. I am here for all of that. Uh, Garza and Carrillo are teaming back up. They took on uh, Ali and Mansoor. Um, Garza and Carrillo, you know, uh, they they were attacking before. I think short lived, but I, I like this move. Right, these two these two handsome dudes. Right, better looking than I ever would have been ever twice in my life combined. And just, you know, I, I think that's a good move for those guys. I think that's going to get them better than anything they've been doing ever, maybe. Um, it can probably get cheesy and, and you know, but hey, uh, you know, we need some tag teams. And it's some established tag teams of guys who look like they'd be friends and look like they would hang out and look like they would be interested in the same things. Fits. So let's roll with it. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm here for that. We'll go with that. All right. What else happened here this week? The women's tag team titles changed hands. Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley defeated Natty and Tamina, and that is the wrong move, in my opinion. I don't, WWE will never get over this idea of the odd couple pairing. They won't let it go. They love it. We'll never let it go, and we're just going to keep getting it just forever. And this was the most recent one. Nia Jax and Tamina were just starting to really start to feel like they were getting into their groove from like a persona standpoint more than I've ever seen from either of them in their careers with this run. And I just don't know why we think this ASH Rhea thing, again, what does this do for any of the characters, any of their storylines, any of their character progressions, all four of these people involved? What does any of this do? How does Rhea Ripley help the Nikki ASH storyline and vice versa? And them beating Tamina and Snuka and their journey and their storyline arc together. What does this do for anything? That's the problem I have with WWE. It's just, it's meaningless. Most of it feels meaningless. And this felt meaningless. Much as these women's tag team titles have felt for a long period of time. Meaningless because you don't give it any meaningful stories. Like they've been trying to do with Charlotte Flair and Alexa Bliss, and they stole the Fiend character and tried to twist it up and give it to Alexa Bliss, and I think we should just stop it now. 
I think that ship has sailed. You ruined that. It's gone. Charlotte Flair is starting to get Vicky Guerrero heat these days now, I think, and you're just not leaning into that enough. I don't know. I don't know. I All of the character work is bad in in the women's division most specifically and a lot in WWE. And Becky Lynch, I looks like she's taking the page out of Seth Rollins, her husband's book, and she's going to go self-absorbed heel who's got, you know, kind of the queen of the drip. And I guess it's fine. You know, it works for her husband. But, I, again, again, I just, you know, I hope that leads to meaningful stories with whomever she's across the ring from. And this Bianca thing, bleh, you know, it's a good way to get some heel heat, go out there and interrupt and, you know, fuck with her. I uh, just, you know, that'll be a good match. I just, again, I don't know that, like, this is going to be the extent of that story. She's going to poke the bear until they fight for pride. And, yeah, that's what they're going to do. That's where I'm at with it. All right, what else do we have? Um, uh, NXT 2.0. So, again, we discussed this. They are... They are full bore ahead with this colorful new thing with the 2.0 on their seventh iteration, but meaning we've got new fresh blood, guys you haven't seen, and gals, and we're just going to do new stuff and new people out there, and you're going to, you know, you're going to tell us what you think of, and we're going to see who sticks. Uh, We got, however, we did get some old names facing off in Roderick Strong defeating Kushida for the Cruiserweight title. Um this Roderick Strong Diamond Mine thing is, I don't know that I'm jumping on board with this one either. I don't hate the idea of what they're trying to do with it, but it just kind of it feels empty again. Like I, until somebody comes up and challenges this idea of the Diamond Mine that they're the toughest, then why does anybody care that they're just saying that they're tough guys, right? That they're you know, iron sharpens iron kind of a thing. I guess I just don't know where else they think they're going with this. I don't know. The Cruiserweight title is another thing where I feel like it's just, it gets passed around and they keep hoping somebody's going to light that thing on fire and it doesn't. Because again, you're not giving me a reason to care who has it, why they want to defend it, why it means anything to them. None of that. I'm getting none of that with the Cruiserweight title. Nobody cares about it. Like it's just a thing they have. And it's on the line. Somebody else has it for a while. Like nobody's, we haven't established anything about it other than like it's a prize. And okay, well, rather just get paid for the fight. <laughs> if it's not going to mean anything, if it doesn't establish some sort of like heritage or, or luster or any of that. And I just, I don't know. Roderick Strong is the guy Charisma forgot when he gets in that ring, that goes away. He's amazing to watch, and that was a fun match. And him and Kushida, of course, roll around that ring and do all kinds of spots together, and that's great. And Roderick Strong will do the title fine in that regard. The match quality will not be bad, but there will be no reason that I can foresee that I'm going to care about who's up against Roderick Strong trying to get that title off of him. I don't feel like we're going to get seeing Roderick Strong abusing his power uh, or Roderick Strong trying to gain favor with higher-ups to get off of NXT because of his title or anything, right? Give us some story here, and I don't think we're getting it. 
Toxic Attraction. So Mandy Rose has her affection now. We've got a female heel faction. Mandy Rose's dyed her hair. That's always important in WWE to establish new character trait or turn. It's dye the hair for the ladies. Men, no. The ladies, you dye your hair. That means new angle, new direction, new twist, right? Dye your hair. And she did that. And now she's got, what, Dolan and Jane, and they're going to do this toxic attraction, I think is the name of it. And I like it. I like it. Factions. AW, that's one thing I think I've come around. I like the idea of getting more folks involved. You get these little subplots and just get more people on camera that can interact with each other. And it builds secondary fights and feuds off of the main one when you have a crew of buddies with you everywhere you go. And so the Manny Rose thing here, this ought to be good. This is a good way to kind of build her and the two people she's working with there. So I like that too. It's Thursday night. All right, it's Thursday night. I want to talk to you about tomorrow night's Rampage, right? If you're hearing this late, um, you know, oops, sorry, right? But we're going to talk about AW Rampage coming up because, again, it's it's going to be a two-hour show. It's Grand Slam. They're talking about making this a yearly event. Also, where they're going to have the Dynamite and the Rampage, you know, three nights of what is two nights apart, whatever. And they're going to go with this idea that it's like full bore, two hours each night. So we get four hours of wrestling over that span. That's like a big kind of mini pay-per-view, if you will, uh, on TV. And I love this. We're going to get Anna Jay versus Penelope Ford. So we can kind of continue in this, this angle on here. And, uh, man, every time I watch Penelope Ford, I am impressed with the snugness in the ring and just the kind of, again, one who seems to have her persona down, right? believable like i believe she is that person that i'm watching that she is like smug thinks that she's gonna beat the shit out of these girls does beat the shit out of these girls and you know anna jay everybody loves anna jay right everybody's all happy anna jay is here and a lovable character where do we go right who who gets this victory i want to hear from folks hashtag tweet the table let me know who you think's winning that I'm excited to watch it, right? And then where where do we got? We got Dark Order getting involved. We got Hardy Family Office hanging around. Are they going to get involved, right? The bunny, like that kind of stuff. What happens with all that mess? Any predictions? Hit us up. Hashtag Tweet the Table. Twitter. Join us in the chats for the live stream. We're going to get Lucha Brothers, Santana and Ortiz taking on Butcher and the Blade and Private Party. Again, Hardy Family Office all over the place because there's way too many people in, in the crew. But... Um, this is just going to be an all over the place fight, right? This is going to be one of, this might start the show where they're up, they're down, they're out of the ring, they're in the ring, they're backstage, they're through the crowd, they're hitting them with stuff. They're somebody's biting somebody. They're going to go all out with all of this and it's going to be fun. Right. And I, look, I love butchering the blade private parties. I'm not super behind, um, Santana and Ortiz are, oh, gosh, I wish they were the tag champs. And then you got the tag champs, Lucha brothers. The, and I think that's where maybe. I wouldn't hate here if they make, you know, on their way of beating Butcher and the Blade in private party that we get this kind of like heel, like respect each other's, but now Lucha Bros and Santana Ortiz are like, hey, we're going to have to do this, right? And kind of build that over time. Because I think Santana and Ortiz versus Lucha Bros for title feud would be amazing. Would be amazing. All right, we're going to get mid of the year versus Jericho and Hager. And again, the Dan Lambert stuff throughout the weeks here has been just better every time I see him. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. I am rooting for men of the year now when before 
I wasn't. I, not to disregard their talent here between Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. These guys are great, and we've established that they're good, and, and we don't hate them or think they're bad, but they just weren't giving me anything to care about. Now this, I'm I'm behind. I like these guys saying, look, you guys are wimps. Like, you guys don't know what real fighting is here. Like, you don't know real beefcakes coming in here to just smother you, and that's what we're going to do. Beefcake smother you, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so I hope the men of the year win. I hope we get some UFC fighter involvement. They maybe give them a how's your father over to Jericho and then over to and they make Hager a little humble, right? Not Iron Cheek humble, but you know, humble nonetheless. Uh <laughs> We're going to get Adam Cole Bay-Bay and the Young Bucks, the Super Click, taken on Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. This is another one where the crowd is probably going to be hype from the first announcements to all the way through this match. And this is another one where we're going to be we're up, we're down, we're in the ring, we're out of the ring, we're flipping, we're, we're spinning, we're jumping, we're catching somebody, we're countering, we're doing all kinds of flips and shit. And I, it's going to be good. And everybody in that stadium doing the oh oh, 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 that fucking thing's going to be amazing. Oh, man, I love how AW makes everything feel like a big fight feel. Like, I am ready, like, to have some popcorn in front of me and sit down and watch this event. It's going to be so much fun. So much fun for a Friday night. Friday night on television, man. They know what they're doing. CM Punk versus Power House Hobbs. CM Punk versus Powerhouse Hobbs. I can't speak enough about Powerhouse Hobbs and how much I enjoy him more every time I see him. And I hope CM Punk gives proper spotlight, and I have no doubt that he will, to Powerhouse Hobbs. I do think we're going to get CM Punk coming away with a victory unless, unless there's something involving Team Taz doing some shenanigans. Shenanigans? Um, you might see some of that, right? We might see some shenanigans that cause, like, you know, uh, a roll up or just DQ and maybe we continue this down the road, but I don't know. I, I don't know how many matches we get out of CM Punk and how many times we can kind of milk the same cow of like, I'm CM Punk and I'm back and I want to fight these guys. Right. So maybe we move on quickly from these first couple. So maybe he just beats Hobbs and they move on, or maybe he takes the first loss it would be a bit of a swerve. And I don't think CM Punk's above that to say like, no, nah, if I give it to the, you know, give it to the kid and, let everybody think I'm winning. And ha, fuck you fans. You think you're so smart? Um, would not shock me. Would not shock me. And I think it would be an amazing rub to Powerhouse Hobbs. And, and you know, but I just don't know if that's the angle they're going to go quite yet. Uh, albeit, you couldn't pick a better talent. Powerhouse Hobbs with his swagger and just his, I mean, his fucking jacked up, ready to throw dudes around. Looks like he's enjoying the throwing of the dudes around. Like his sneers and just kind of his slow, methodical approach. Like he's like, I could just end this anytime I want. Like that, because that's what I do. Right? That's what I do. I'm powerhouse Hobbs. I'm powerhouse. So, I, you know, fucking use my power. And I love it. Powerhouse Hobbs, CM Punk. What's next for CM Punk? So we, we go through powerhouse Hobbs. Does he go somebody, you know, now a little higher? On that block, do we go main event level person? Are we going after a Moxley? Are we going after, uh, you know, those kind of things? Um, 
I'd be interested to hear what you folks have to think about that. Where do we go with CM Punk for his third battle, right? Who takes on post-powerhouse Hobbs? Who's the guy? And when do we get the Brian Danielson, CM Punk? When do they get a shake hands in the middle of the ring and battle it out like old times? Because that is coming. You got to think. The money they can make off of that. But I want to start getting some stories with CM Punk, if I can veer back to that. So we're, we're, we've done the, I'm here and this is a bit of a mini story. They came and they, they, you know, they battled out or uh, say battled out. They beat up CM Punk, threw him through the table while he's doing commentary when he wasn't expecting it. And so that's a reason for him to care about beating powerhouse Hobbs ass. It's not just like, I'm going to put you in the spotlight kid. So I get that, but it's also very easy, right? So I, now when do we start testing the, the the mental health of CM Punk, right? When do we get the you know the self esteem tested of CM Punk? When do we get the ability of CM Punk, right? Somebody to be like, you're not really that good, right? Like and that's what Powerhouse Hobbs is saying. Okay, so I'll give him that. But yeah, I'm interested to see where they go next with CM Punk. But I'd like to see a little more reason for him to care. Uh, now that we've done the like welcome home everybody loves you we're glad you're back we understand why you left now what right and he goes i'm gonna do this and we go yay darby that's a great choice and now powerhouse Hobbs said hey fuck you shut up he's like i'll show you shut up so what do you do after that i'm excited to see where that goes and then oh a lights out match lance archer Suzuki, Moxley, and Eddie motherfucking Kingston, and my hype levels are right about here. About to blow top of my head out. I I am geeked for this one. I somebody might die. Archer says everybody dies. Somebody might die in this match, and it's gonna be brutal. And these guys are gonna go hard, and they're all gonna kind of try to. In in kayfabe and in real life, probably going to try to prove to each other that they're tough sons of bitches, if you will, right? There's going to be a lot of, like, extra hard chops and a little extra hard swing of the chair or whatever it is. Um, expect some a lot of, like, and whoos, <laughs> like a lot of those kind of, like, oh, my God, wow, that was stiff. Uh, expect a lot of that, and I am excited. And, again, I, this is another angle where I, I, they've been biding time with John Moxley well without the title right he's fighting these one-offs or getting these little mini feuds with some folks where the title's not the main picture not in his focus and that's great um and eddie kingston's now along for the ride and his ride or die guy after they had their little kind of you know alpha male challenge blowout and i i'm interested to see how we move moxley back into that picture at some point because he's gonna gonna have to be I'm gonna have to be so i don't know where we go but this archer suzuki thing moxley kingston this i i can't tell you enough how much this match is probably gonna be a low-key one where you, you come away remembering it as like one of the matches in the night it's gonna have the lights out aspect <sighs> these guys are gonna get rough these guys are gonna get rough they're gonna go to blows and they're just gonna really tear down the house and and i love it and i love aw rampage and this is what i'm talking about they're going all out for a Friday night show. 
with an extra hour. They they're not putting hardly any fluff in there, and it it feels like it still progresses storylines, but it's not retelling the same exact stories as they were on Dynamite, like we would get with Raw and SmackDown before the brand splits or in between the brand splits, if you will. I, Rampage and Dynamite. I, I want Rampage to be a two-hour show moving forward all the time, and I want them to make Elevation a more storyline-driven show uh, to kind of differentiate it a little bit from Dark, right? Maybe that's your NXT version-style show is the Dark Elevation kind of angles. I, I, here's a question to you, the wrestling fans. Is right now the best time ever to be a wrestling fan? Right now, as as you're hearing me say this or watching me say it, is right now the best time ever to be a pro wrestling fan? It feels great right now, right? Like it feels like just there's so much joy. There's so much to look forward to, right? There's so much um just there's good matches there's there's fun stuff there's humorous stuff there's so many different choices you've got gcw doing great things you've got you know roh doing stuff impact wrestling mlw aw with the dynamite the rampage just growing it feels like every night of the week you could be watching something new with wrestling so it was right now is right now the best time to be a wrestling fan it feels like it. And that's why you should be using hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. That's why you should be reaching out to us and telling us what you think about pro wrestling because we read them here first uh, before we get into what I think about it, what Tom thinks about it. My co-host Tom, who's not here this week, you use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. We read a whole bunch of them. We're going to respond. We're going to give you our thoughts. We're going to maybe ask you some follow-up questions. You're going to hear thoughts and opinions of other folks that you didn't think about. If you follow along, hashtag tweet the table. And I, uh, what's the thing you're most excited for coming up in this week of wrestling with, with Rampage rolling up on Friday? We've got, you know, SmackDown comes around same day. Then then I think, I, I don't know if Extreme Rules is coming up soon. I don't, you know, uh, we've got Rampage. We've got Dynamite. We've got Raw. We've got SmackDown, NXT rolling around again. What are you looking forward to most? Uh, are you looking forward to Tom coming back the most? Is that what you're looking forward to? Am I just blowharding too much? Do I got not enough to say, right? Like, are you are you bored with me and you want Tom to tell you what's really what? Like, Tom's got a lot of interesting storyline ideas, so maybe you want him back uh, in the show here. And plus, it'll be a longer show, right? Everything I talked about, he would have had an opinion on, too. It'd probably be twice this long, right? This one's going to be a little bit quicker because, you know, Tom's not here to talk about what Tom wants to talk about other than through Tweet the Table like we did. And I'm just going to get out of here. I'm just going to go sh- cut this short early then, get back to my family life, and tell you all to, to go to our website, SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Use all the links up there. It, on our YouTube, seriously, subscribe, like some videos, right? Click some of the little cards that pop up in there. All that stuff helps us and shouldn't take any of your time or any of your money. But if you do want to spend some time and money, we do have merch available on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. We do have a donate button where you can be the beer sponsor of the week or just send us some cash. Uh, you know what I mean? We are here's a fun thing that Tom and I are gonna do on the second of October. We are going to be at Up Down Kansas City and we are going to be announcing and commentating their basketball tournament. Oh, you heard me right. If you've seen the movie Basketball, just like that, basketball tournament. We're gonna be live on site doing the live commentary and announcing, and it's gonna be a blast. We've got the Dynamic Wrestling Federation coming up this weekend. I think I don't know if Tom's back in time, so I'll be there on site. Um, having some fun trying to get some, uh, you know, some audio, some video, maybe with some folks 
try to meet some, you know, talk to some old wrestling friends, make some new wrestling friends uh, here in Kansas City region. If you're in, here in Kansas City with us, uh, Dynamic Wrestling Federation at the Camelot Ballroom. Uh, shout out to those fellas. They've been nothing but nice to us. Um, so we're going to do that. Uh, just all kinds of stuff coming up. So uh, check us out again next week when Tom will be back. He'll catch his hot takes. And other than that, please like us, subscribe to the channel, and I will see you next week. The Spanish Announce Table.